1: Well, that was fun. I've just literally ran through all those prelims with no, Mark. Thank you very much, uh, Matt, there in the chat. I'm going to go through those prelims again. What you can tell, can tell I've done this for a while. Carlos has been back throwing me off. Well, at uh, least a minute in. But, a yeah too <laughs> Yeah. Two and a <laughs> half. Uh, but Mark and Andre Barrio got the, the decision against Deltje uh, Lungiambula. Uh, Julian Erosa got the, the third round sub against Charles Jordan. Uh Jack Shaw picked up the third round decision against uh Ludwig Scholen and then Molly McCann got the third round decision against uh Gian uh Kim. So getting back to uh the main event, Carlton, it's a fight we've been waiting for, what, since 2016? Uh Paddy Pimlet finally making his UFC debut after turning down uh offers a couple of times and then having issues with uh with visas. Um he's uh He's finally made his debut and what a bloody debut it was. Uh, thanks again, Matt, for, uh, for for that assistance there. Uh, good saving the clutch and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Um, but yeah, uh, Paddy, Carlos, started really fresh, um, very confident, uh, sticking his chin out, hands down low, landing big shots. Um, and then uh, there was a little bit of a worry, weren't there? There was a... Uh, a, a part where um, uh, uh, Luigi Van Van uh, lands a big shot, gets the fat to the ground. There was he, Paddy Canova, kind of, uh, shook a little bit, but he uh, he gets back up. Still the same Paddy though. Still the same uh, kind of confidence. Um, still gets tagged a couple more times, but he uh, he ends up uh, essentially just destroying um, uh, Van uh, Van uh, on on the, on the feet. Uh, takes a few leg kicks for for his trouble, but lands a, a massive flurry of punches. Uh, goes for for the single. Is um, unable to get it, but he's he's chases down uh, Luigi. Lands some big shots. Uh, swarms a uh, flurry, and uh, we see a collapse. And Paddy Pim look the Paddy the baddy, finally makes his UFC debut and finally gets that that, that UFC win. What did you think of Paddy's
2: debut? You don't knock scouts out, well yeah. to an extent,
1: unless you're down To. Them.
2: Yeah, we'll get, but <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, just got to shout out to Next Generation in Liverpool. Now, the good thing about this part in particular, Paddy Pimler, I knew at some point he was going to be in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He like like you referred to, he got offered in 2016 and then 2018, so on and so on. He knew he wasn't ready. He knew it wasn't his time. He bided his time in Cage Warriors. Money was never an issue for him. Cage Warriors was paying him really well. He had really good sponsors, mm-hmm. so we had no issue with the money side on that sort of things. Where a lot of fighters have that issue, he didn't have to worry about it. But not only that, he was able to grow as an actual fighter, not just actually his skill set. That's why I wasn't ready in the UFC, but grow as a fighter. Yeah. If you were to watch his interviews um, going all the way along for the last like four or five years. Like you'll hear him when he were talking about when he were younger, and he was this massive star in Liverpool. He's even bigger now throughout the world. So you can just imagine if he was acting like he was six year ago, he he'd be out. Let's put it this way: if he's if he reacted this way like six year ago, he he'd probably be at all over Las Vegas now, getting absolutely wrecked. Um, but he's grown up, and that's what he wanted to. He wanted mm-hmm. to actually grow up before getting into the UFC because he knows that the UFC is the biggest gay in, in the in the world for mixed martial arts. So he, he did it the clever way and he did it the right way, in my opinion. But the good thing is, I did an interview with Chris Price. You can go check it out on the channel, on uh, Radio Techers' YouTube channel. Ray, uh, Chris Price, he trains uh, uh, Next Generation for sparring and one of his sparring partners uh, is Paddy Pimlet. So he's got great insight to... How Paddy thinks, how Paddy actually farts, how Paddy spars. Just doing the day-to-day stuff. And he's his opinion on him is, is a is a class down-to-earth guy. He'll, he'll help you out when you need it. He'll 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 basically make you a better fighter. If you're in his presence, mm-hmm. he'll push you through your paces and, and make you understand what you can do as an athlete. And according to Chris, with Paddy Pimlet being an absolute submission expert, and he is, you can just go back and watch his victories in cage warriors and everything he did from flying triangles to arm bars to armor plotters, he, he can do anything. And now with the strength and conditioning that he's on, he's an absolute powerhouse. I think his last fight in cage warriors was uh, a TKO KO. Yeah. And coming into this one, predicting a first round, getting the first round and just absolutely wiping the floor. And how can you not love him? He's Paddy the... He's got the haircut that everyone, every 14 to 16-year-old lad in, <laughs> in in Liverpool wants. And, and he's even trimmed it a little bit. Yeah, he's trimmed it a little bit. I don't know why. Well, that <laughs> needs to grow back out. Don't do that again, Like <laughs> That's stupid. But yeah, he's, he's got the personality. He can speak. He can sell. And to be honest with you, at this point, he's... He is the Liverpool's version of Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. He's got everything that. <laughs> I'm a promoter's wet dream, <laughs> and that's what he. Said. That's what he said when they were interviewing him, and he is. Uh, people would be dripping over him. It's just just, just that actually sad him, and because the UFC have got him, and not only can he fight, he can sell a fart. He, he, he looks good all round, Paddy the Pimler.
1: Just remember the name. Yeah, it's not often that UFC come calling more than once. Uh, when you turn them down, even if you're ex- even if you say I don't feel I'm ready, it's very rare that they come calling. So it's obviously mm-hmm. they knew there was a, a talent there, and yeah, I think this was the perfect time for him to come in. Like I said, he's matured. He's um he's he's not the the. The kind of like brash young kid he was uh, a few years ago. Now he's is a more well rounded fighter. He needs to start putting those hands up a little bit more, though, protecting that chin because it is a it's a big step up going from Cage Warriors to UFC. So let's see where he goes. And, and that's
2: a, a great fight to, to start your UFC career off with. Well, it is a great fight, but he has got a, he has got a, an absolute brilliant chin, and it seems mm-hmm. like everyone from Next Generation. And I just want to speak about Molly McCann. I don't want to. I don't want to like jump out, jump away and not give her any credit. She was an absolute beast in that far. Mm-hmm. You, you could hit her with a sledgehammer. That motherfucker weren't going down. She was walking well, forward. she got head-buttered. That Nadie didn't piss her, her off. Down, yeah. like, she put it on her own, uh, her own Instagram, uh, Molly 2.0, and I absolutely fucking love this version. Mm-hmm. She's an absolute killer. If I got the opportunity to train with Molly and Paddy, fucking hell, I'd be happy. I'd be fucking well up there them two are absolutely on fire mm-hmm. and give her a chance don't have her party on prelims again because she's a fucking killer she sells tickets and she will sell farts put her in co-main events to main events her and Paddy pimblet again on the same card Paddy in obviously he's, it's going to sound like a bit shit because Molly has been in the UFC longer but fortunately that's the way the marketing goes Paddy in the main event and her in the co-main event and that's oh, going to fucking sell It's it definitely sells and um, Bigging up the northwest of England. Um, That's look, it. Get it in Liverpool fucking Anfield. Represent. Get it in Anfield. Simple as that. Yeah, um, there's no noise restriction. Fuck. I, I know that uh, Conor McGregor wants fucking. Uh, crazy Croker Park? Oh uh, yeah, Croke Park. Uh, Croker Park. Croker Park, but there's a noise noise limiter. They don't like fucking noise. Fuck that. Liverpool don't give a shit about noise. Simple. Go to Liverpool. Go to Anfield. Sell that motherfucker out. You people will be happy. Everyone will come. There'll be queues outside the door. There'll be people trying to climb on on roof just to fucking watch it in octagon. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: so let's just uh, let's just calm it down a little bit and go with uh, Modesta's uh, Bukakis versus uh, Khalil Roundtree Jr. in the lightweight division. And uh, yeah, what a great fight for, for Khalil. Really kind of showed his class in this. Damaged uh, Bukakis. Almost straight away broke his nose. Uh, you could see that... Uh, um, Bacocas just didn't deserve to be or didn't belong in the same octagon as uh, Khalil Roundtree, uh, just landing shot after shot on his nose, absolutely just destroyed his face um, ended up um, basically being a, a, f- a full round of him just getting absolutely uh, pasted in the face, uh, we, we saw Khalil kind of uh, calm down when he when he saw maybe that the, the knockout wasn't coming uh, too quickly um, but all in all the way through this first round, it was pretty much all Bukakis, and I think this showed that uh, he landed one significant strike in the whole fight, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, coming out for the second, um, Bukakis that's when he lands his, his one significant strike that kind of angered uh, Khalil Roundtree, who uh, cracked him with a rat, landed uh, some more shots, and then went for the oblique kick, which just missed. Um, then um, followed it up with a, with another one, pretty much eight seconds later, and you could just see the knee just give way, the leg collapse, it essentially bent in in half, uh, and we get the very rare TKO leg kick finish from uh, Khalil Roundtree. It's
2: the horrible part about that injury, like, and I'm uh, I, I'm not glad that I called it. I'm just happy. The fact is that I'm, just, I'm actually learning shit from you, when when that happened, I fucking cringed, and I instantly, straight away, I'm like, "That's his, that's his MCL and his LCL just absolutely gone." I would, I didn't say the PCL, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. But when they were on about the doctor, the physician, basically saying the same thing, I'm like, "Yes, I got that right." Well, <laughs> shit, I, I do feel sorry for him because it's you just it's a to You it's, saw his knee crumble. Yeah, the, the move's legal. It's absolutely legal. You can do it. Is it horrible? Yes, it fucking is. It's disgusting. You you, you see what happened. He the, fair enough. It could take a crack, and his his nose were broken. He's going to need some sort of surgery to put that back in place. But it were inevitable. They were going to. He's lucky enough that he, his knee got blew out. I'd rather have a blown out knee than, than somewhat brain damage because he was taking a lot of shots from Khalil Roundtree. And Khalil Roundtree, it's like a fucking truck. Mm-hmm. You do not stand in front of him like he were doing. And if you are going to stand in front of him, you let that jab fucking fly. You're simple as you try and back him up again, but he, he wasn't doing anything. Roundtree was able to get the leg kicks off, and and just like the left hook and that and that right hand were just absolutely vicious. Every time he hit him, it seemed to stun him. I don't say hurt him because he, he didn't really do something that I thought, you know what, it's going to knock him down. But this, to me, in my, in my opinion, this fight, yeah, even though it was a, a decent fight and a good performance for Khalil Roundtree. It doesn't do, in my opinion, nothing for him because in the light heavyweight division, I think you go back in his last six fights. It's win, loss, win, loss, win, yeah. loss. So it's it's up, down, up, down, up, down. So it does absolutely nothing. Promotion-wise, yeah, it looks good. He's a, he's a big guy. He's got muscle. He, he kicks hard and he hits hard. That's fair enough. But if you're not good enough to sort to get the finishes, or well, it's bad because he got the finish. You got the finish with the oblique kick. So, what I'm saying is going to sound—it does sound stupid. So I don't know why I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're not getting the finishes consistently, and you're going up and down, up and down, up and down, if he doesn't do nothing in your career for the UFC, you just end up becoming the next a sort gatekeeper. of yeah, the next gatekeeper, the next journeyman. And in the light heavyweight division, there's a lot of contenders in there who. Train a lot harder than you, and and try and keep it consistent. And they're the ones that will get up into the to the top five, the top threes, title contenders, world championship. If you keep going up and down, up and down, up and down, you'll just get looked at as the next cowboy, as the next Kelvin Gastelum, mm-hmm. and. I think that's the last thing you want because I don't off the top of me and I don't know how old he is, but I'm pretty sure he's he, he's a little bit older than thirty, he's coming Look, around he's, to
1: he's, he's been in the UFC for quite a while. I think this is uh, was his life, maybe his 10th fight and it this win actually makes him five and five. So it just shows how how much he has bounced around with wins and losses.
2: Yeah, so and I don't want to shit on him. He's, he was a good performance, What oh, he did. Great but could you after watching thousands of thousands of thousands of fights? I can honestly say I've seen better performances in the way that this turned out. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. The, his fi- opponent... the finish is memorable. Yeah, his finish is definitely memorable, but his opponent his opponent absorbed so much damage mm-hmm. from where the ordinary person, if Khalil Roundtree hit you like that, you're probably going to be out. But his opponent somewhat made his punches look a bit softer. When they're not, it was just somewhat like one of the performances where it's like, Jesus, his opponent can take a whack. But Khalil Rafter, does it hard. He hits hard. And they should have done a hell of a lot more damage. But the fact is that they didn't says that he needs to do something about about his performance. The the kick were absolutely fucking vicious. You can't take that away from him. He, he won the fight. But but again, it just does... It doesn't put him anywhere forward. It doesn't move him anywhere. Yeah. You just puts him onto the next guy that the UFC go, right, you're free, yeah, who's he losing this to guy's next? free. Who's he losing to next? Who's he winning next? He... Yeah, sort yeah. of thing. It's that, it's that kind of like, uh, um, like seesaw. Well, that's it. Well, if you, go to, it, it, you you, look at it in the bookies' perspective now, you go into the bookies now for his next fight, odds are he's probably going to be the underdog <laughs> because they're going to go off these records. they would be like, oh, win-loss, win-loss. He won his last fight. Every time he, he steps up, he gets knocked back down to, to outside the top fifteen. Well, that's it because if you look at it like he's lost to some guys who aren't in the top like ten, but then when he gets into the top ten guys or the top five guys, they're the guys he loses to. Because mm-hmm. I think his last top contender was, uh, I think it was oh Melvin uh, Finger, Italian one, fucking Shrek, Vittorio. Melvin Vittora, Marvin, uh, Marvin Vittora, <laughs> fucking, yeah. I was calling Shrek. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that was the the last top contender he fought, and even then
1: he lost. Yeah. Promotional consideration
0: paid for by the following. Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's (laughs) angrylemonade.net. 99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot
1: the chair always use your head so then for for us brits this was probably the the piss break match but it ended up actually being a, a fairly decent match yeah. Alex Morano versus uh, David Zawara and this was uh, three rounds of, of two fighters essentially trying to punch the living piss out of each other which is, uh, is all well and good for me in the UFC uh, for, for me I think Morano edged it throughout every single round so that so when the 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 judges give it three rounds to to zero to to him, I can understand why. Uh, I think he's uh, he ended up making uh, Zawada bleed in the later rounds. Uh, Zawada did get his his own his own working. Uh, he tended to kind of um, start slowly, take a lot of damage. Uh, in okay, a yeah, and then kind of like uh, kicking with like a minute to go I mean the first round he, he, he basically got uh, he, he basically got slapped about then with about a minute to go started to really land his own uh, shots and get his own kicks in same with the second round that's when he got uh, bloodied up uh, uh, Morona was landing big shots uh, Zawada just eating him eating him then about um, 30 seconds to go started to picking up the pace and landing his own shots and yet again, in the third round, he was um, he was uh, he, he attempted to get it more to the ground in the third round, which was uh, uh, interesting. I mean, he should have really started doing that at the, at the first round when it was getting absolutely demolished. He got uh, a little bit of a, a decent groundwork in 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 the third, but just too little, too late. Uh, they end up uh, he ended up going for a, a, a Maron ends up going for a choke. Uh, we get back to the feet. Uh, the refs give uh, all three rounds to to Morono, and I think that's a fair result. Uh, I don't think uh, David Zawada uh, well, was particularly fair, bad.
2: I don't think it's a fair result. Fucking rescuing all three rounds.
1: No, I mean they should just. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think Zawada had a bad performance. He just he was just bettered in every single facet of uh, of, of striking by uh, Alex Morona. Oh that's it I think that yeah Jason Herzog are going no <laughs> we're not need to tell this to the judges you got your ass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah well
2: that's it he, he did David did I think I think David's problem is when when I was watching that fight the only thing that sort of stood out to me is fuck and he sort of got like an old school way of mixed martial arts where it's just walk down, take a punch and just try and punch fucking hard. And not really, not really move his head as much. He only, I think, I only really seen him start to move his head properly, if you could say that, about into the minute, like into the second round. But other than that, he were not He would, yeah, he would just, he would just eating him. They were, you could tell they were hurting him, even though he was going forward. That's the the sort of like old school. Don't really, if it don't matter if it hurts you or whatever, he just he's gonna hit you. You just might as well try and fucking hit him back. Morona was uh, Alex was. Somewhat the the fader, I'd like to say the Fedor Miljenko. Now, if people understand what I mean by that, if you don't, I'll just quickly explain it. Fedor Miljenko was always had the sort of physique where it was like, mm, you don't look like a fighter, yeah. but then he beat the pit out of everybody. And that's the sort of physique that Alex, as to me, he's, he's got that bit of like chub on the gut and stuff like that. He's not really the the, the musliest guy, but his his technique, his skill comes before anything else. And that's what won that fight. And the the things that he can a lot of people can take away from him, especially not just a laugh lesson, but a fighter's lesson. The fact is that he took this fight on short notice. He come in and put on a performance that um, that Davey wasn't probably expected, because he's also he's also known uh, Alex as a grappler himself, as a somewhat Brazilian Jiu Jitsu wrestler guy. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, he started to come into the striking. So that's when you become a dangerous mixed martial artist because then you, your opponent's always guessing what you're going to do. You're going to come in, you're going to strike, or you're going to wrestle, you're going to, you're going to try out for some missions, or you're going to clinch what, what, based on what's the game plan. So you're always, get, if you've only got one, one sort of skill set, it's easy for a, a team and a fight to somewhat region and study you. But when you're a complete all round mixed martial artist and the teacher yourself, that's when you become tricky because of that. if you see his post uh, fight interview, he's a black belt himself. He's got other people fighting in different organizations. Tomorrow, literally, as he's finishing well, this, he's going to go to Houston. Yeah. To... He said, didn't he? He said uh, in
1: the um, in the post fight, he hasn't been able to really concentrate on himself for this this camp because he's got so much going on. He's, uh, was it? Um, his head coach is on uh, Dana White's content series tomorrow. Um, in
2: Houston, yeah, so he's yeah. basically all over the place for the next week or so. Well, that's it. So, he's that's the only thing I can somewhat take, take away from out of this fight. The fact is that he he's just an all round mixed martial artist, whether that be fighter and coach. He's there for his, you can clearly tell he's there for his guys. So, if you're in his gym, you've clearly got the perfect coach there. He's he's for God's sake, he took a fart on short notice and didn't really put much attention into himself, which is. It's somewhat crazy, if you ask me. You're going into a UFC fight and you're not really... You're putting more attention into... Your your own athletes and your more fighters. That just fucking says look, what commitment that Alex has got there. What a top coach. With yeah. Nothing but respect. So
1: then into the main event and another Northwest fighter, uh, Big Tom Aspinall in the heavyweight division. Getting yeah, um, from from uh, Team Caribon. Giving him a
2: shout out. He's a massive cider drinker,
1: <laughs> and he was
2: taking on Sir J. Spivak who's had he's
1: he's had a pretty good run recently in the in the UFC. He picked up some uh, some big fighters, but. This was Tom Aspinall's day. Um, pretty much straight away, lands a big right hand. Uh, we see uh, Speedback uh, trying to be lateral with his movement, uh, but Aspinall lands an uppercut. Um, Speedback panics, goes for the level change to go for the takedown, but Aspinall sprawls, lands uh, another big elbow, uh, drops Speedback, and you can see the the butt just piss from his from his face. Mm. Um, Aspinall just uh, gets on top, ground and pound fight over, two minutes thirteen, a, a massive, massive victory for Tom Aspinall, someone who I, I really have a lot of respect for not only because he's from our neck of the woods but more the way he's, he approaches his UFC mm. career instead of uh, getting a, a couple of wins and then thinking, I'm the shit I want to take on the, 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 the big guys on the top five, he has been in the UFC now for four fights and he wants to build up slowly so he's now ranked 12th, he wants the 11th one. He doesn't want to go, oh, well, I deserve mm, top five. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, but he doesn't that. No, no I, I know that, but he, the way he's approached it, I really respect it, that he doesn't automatically think, oh, my shit do not stink. Uh, he knows he's got uh, to, stuff to improve. He wants to climb that ladder so, uh, slowly and surely to make sure he's he's got a, a real footing rather than be kind of a flash in the pan. Uh, but
2: great victory for him and just demolish Sergio be back Definitely. Uh, just quickly pull up who's, who's ranked 6th and 7th in the UFC division, division. Uh, but yeah Tom, Tom Aswell that, that performance was absolutely class now again he's another all round mixed martial artist a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu he knows how to fart off off the back he knows how to defend is he, brilliant in the heavyweight division like like Daniel Cormier I think you're explaining. I don't really listen to the commentators in these, these sort of farts I like to like watch it myself but I'm, I think he was saying something about wrestling in the in the in the higher weights obviously it takes a lot more out of you it does you are basically fucking wrestling with a a 240, 250, 260 pound looking uh punching bag. So it's gonna take a lot more a lot more energy out of you. And with Darren uh with Darren so with with uh, Tom Aspinall being able to work on his his stand-up over the last couple of years and like you said with his, his slow start in the UFC he got signed in 2019 and making his slow build up he's only young i think he's 25 26 yeah, I think so. um so yeah so he's only he's only he's only young he's got a lot of time before he reaches what a lot of people say the prime mid 30s so he's got a hell of a lot of time and but the, obviously like you in the UFC, he's beat, he lost like two fights now. The last person was... Um, uh, Arlovsker. Uh, Andre Arlovsker, former UFC champion, absolute legend in the sport, a legend in the in the, the history of mixed martial arts in in multiple different organisations. The guy's got a fan base around the world and Tom Aspinall met a name uh, from beating him. Then he's coming to this fight. He was forced to fight the other Sergei, who saw, I think he pulled out due to injury or COVID, one of them either way. And this was a short-notice fight, so props to the, both of them, uh, Tom and Sergei. For, yeah, it was uh, meant to be frank, was it? Um, I know the both of them are called Sergei, let's put it that way. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. But it's Sergei Pilatov or something like that.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, but... Um...
2: Yeah, well he was supposed to fight the other one. Now obviously the other the other Sturgid, uh stepped up. Uh, unfortunately he lost. Now, what do you expect? Even even Tom admitted himself he didn't know what Sergey were gonna bring. Again, he's a well-rounded mixed martial artist. He's uh, a his, bitch.
1: They were meant to be.
2: Yeah. Uh and Tom was basically saying how how important it is to basically like a watch out for Sergos uh submissions because the Aldi be Deadlies he's also he's a submission fighter but he has got knockout power and anyone who carries around more than 205 210 pound in weight i have got knockout power you could be the average guy you can take a swing and you can knock someone well, out yeah I mean uh Spielberg was on a free fight win streak going into this fight beat Carlos Felipe
1: uh van der Rohe and Alexi Olenek in his last fight
2: yeah and there again even so even the, the last two you just said are big names in well Going up there with the, with somewhat the big names in the heavyweight division. So, when you're Tom Aspinall now, who's the top who, who's ranked six and seven?
1: Okay, so uh, Aspinall, according to ranking MMA, is just inside the top 15. Um, there's a lot of fighters already tied up. Uh, you've got like Marcin Tabura, who's got Volkov, um, you've got Augustus Akay, who's three, um, then you've got Everyone tied up then until Derek Lewis, number four. Steve number three. Yeah, he's not.
2: He's not going that far. Now, yeah, now he could I probably, think it could be Saka, Yeah, either was or probably someone or, just behind him, or even he, maybe someone like um, even Yeah, It could be that, or even if it's even if it's a um, a, a last minute fight again, another basically another fucking two weeker, but uh, hopefully not. And hopefully he can he can push it, but. Luckily enough, if they are all tied up, he's probably already they've probably already made plans for him weeks ago if he wins his fight, who he's fighting next. Mm-hmm. And again, is the mixed martial arts in Europe is getting bigger, is getting massive. It's in in the in America, with the UFC being from America, being in America, it's it's a lot easier for them to promote over there. It's a lot easier for them to move from, from area to area. But when you come to Europe, everything's here, there and here, there and every, uh, here, there and everywhere. Okay, now, I don't know why I struggle saying that, then. <laughs> I'm not American. I could speak English <laughs> but yeah, uh, everything's here there and everywhere. so when they're going to Spain, when they're going to uh, when they're coming to England, when they wanted to go to France and all this sort of stuff it it's somewhat odd for them because with the different time zones. Uh, in America, don't want to get up or stay up at stupid times and then people in England don't want to stay up to stupid times. I, I, My personal opinion, you don't give a fuck. I love you, so I'll watch it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, it's just all all different and again, it, it, as well, it comes back to money as well. With Europe being somewhat the same size as America, you, they, they can somewhat go, right, how much are we going to make from this? Are we going to lose some? What fighters can we put on the cards? We can't put too big of a Big of a name, farts on, because we're going to have to pay X amount and we're only going to get Y amount. So they've got to put it as what they're going to do, what's better for business, what's also better for them. Mm-hmm. Somewhat fuck the fighters, but that's a different fucking video all to itself. But, yeah, I want Tom to to take his time, but the UFC are probably going to do to him what they do to everyone who gets a bit of a, a, bit of heart. Yeah, a bit of heart behind them. And especially when they're English, they want to push them. Michael Bispin is a legend in, in England, and that's all they're looking for. They're looking for the next Michael Bispin. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had stars in Michael Bispin, in Conor McGregor, who come from Europe. They, they just want more, more of it, because they know that Europe produce good talent. It's just very far and few between. And there's that much talent in in UK alone, in the UK scenes up north. There is that much talent that they a lot of them... A hell of a lot of them won't even get looked at because they're all fighting each other at the minute to somewhat just get a glimpse, just reaching out, just for that little bit of a, a hope to to fat on a Cage Warriors or get called for Bellator or anything, anything along the lines that could pluck them out from the from the thousands of thousands of thousands of fighters that all they know what to do is fart. Like a lot of people think, England, especially. Uh, think England, they think London, they think, oh, they're all city folk and shit like that, they've all got their own shit sorted out, everyone's got fucking money, they've all got the like posh boy Silver spoons coming out of their arse, but it's not definitely not like that, especially up north, you've got fucking fighters and they breathe the fucking, the, the hardest of fighters, you go to any gyms up north, you, you've got Blackburn Predators, you've got Black Knights, you've got Manchester Predators, Combat Performance, you've got Reps MMA, you got Dragons kickboxing. You, there's Robs. Uh, you got Sinclair's. There's so many different gyms. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. Yeah, Corbin, uh, Next Gen. You, there's so many different gyms in in the northwest alone that they could fill a full roster of uh, of a fart league. And every single fat, I guarantee, I'll put money on it. Now, every single fart will be a banger. They just need fucking. They just need that that. Uh, and that, that show time to actually get it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. fighters like Tom uh, Aspinall need to be somewhat, need to be left to do it their way, but then, in a way, need to be pushed yeah. because they need yeah. that next start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then let's get into this main event, and um we can't have a, a perfect event, can we? We always have to have a kind of like a turn in the bastard. punch bowl. And um, yet again... um Darren Tills wrestling and lets him down. Oh, unfortunately, I mean sick. the heart behind this kid. Uh, it's it's very much just about this guy should be by all intents and purposes should be a massive massive star in the UFC. But he's got one flaw in his game,
2: and it was fully exposed in this fight. Yeah, you um, speak perfect Portuguese, and you Brazilian jiu jitsu shit. What did you spend all that time in fucking Brazil? What'd you do? Well. <laughs> There's a difference between learning <laughs> uh Brazilian jiu jitsu
1: and, and learning how to fight from your back and defend Yeah, Yes, definitely. And uh unfortunately Darren Till's wrestling is is basic. Um so essentially the
2: taekwondo guy. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: essentially on the ground he was landing some big shots. Uh rocked uh Brunson a couple of times over the, the three rounds that this fight lasted. Um but whenever Brunson was uh whenever Derek Brumton was was uh, was, uh Was concerned or worried, he went. He went for the takedown, and unfortunately, uh, Darren had absolutely no answer in not only sprawling and uh, defending the takedown, but stopping the takedown. And there was some really good analysis by DC. Uh, just how well uh Brunson was with uh getting the turn down and then twisting so he pulls Darren away from from the cage so he's essentially no way of getting back up to his feet and, and Brunson can uh, have his way with him on on the ground. Uh, and that's what we saw unfortunately. Um whenever it went to ground he, he, he looked like he was lost mm. on the on the floor. Didn't know the, the correct uh, movements to get back to his feet. Uh, turtled up a hell of a lot. Took a lot of big shots and, and in the sense, tried to control the posture rather than get back to his feet and do what he does best, uh, knocking people out. Uh, and, unfortunately, this this happened for, for three rounds. Two rounds in, me and Carlson were both getting very concerned that this fight was going to end the way it did. And, unfortunately, for, for, for Till... He wasn't able to uh, to have any answer whatsoever to that, uh, that quality wrestling mm. uh, from, from Derrick Brunson. Eventually, he ends up giving the backup in the third round, uh, and as soon as uh, Brunson locks in McRae naked choke, uh, down Till knew it was game over, uh, tapped out. It's an, a shame as well because, like I said, he's got everything the UFC needs uh, to make a big star, apart from he can't
2: wrestle. Uh, and that—that's the struggle, uh, especially but, against someone like I re- uh, <laughs> who uh, is elite, a, yeah, His wrestling is is up there with the likes of dos and mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah. And you don't go into one of them fights, and especially as a striker, when you strike, you leave yourself a lot of openings for the wrestler to take you down. Yeah. And a wrestler will find every single opening to take you down. Now, fair enough, you might not. They might not get every single takedown. You might defend a couple, but Garandante, most majority of the time, they will get a takedown from switching it from a double to a single to getting to your back, to giving you a bear up to dragging you down. They will do everything they can in their skill arsenal to get you down to that mat. And that's exactly what, what, what Till did. Now, don't get us wrong. We're... We're English, and Tills English. We'll support any English fighter that fighter. Even deep down, if I know that, hang on a minute, they're probably going to lose this fight, I'll still support them just because they're English. Call it patriotism. I, I suppose every country would do the same. I'd expect them to do the same. You, you back your own. It's simple as that. Mm-hmm. But in this fight, I knew it was, if anything, it was one of Darren's hardest fights when it came into mixed martial arts yeah. because the mix actually... Just dominated this fight all the way through. He was coming in against an elite level wrestler, and the only thing he knew what to do was a Darren special and it, punches without. Yeah, way and do the gorilla and go forward. And <laughs> unfortunately, the better man won. The better man definitely won. He were able to take Darren Till down, and he, Darren Till just played it safe. He wasn't pushing on the hips. He wasn't trying to move. Yeah, every now and again he was trying to push her up, but yeah you're gonna take especially that let me just like explain especially in them sort of positions you're gonna take a crack you have to use when when you're in full mount or side control or anything if you can't get the foot on the hips most majority of the down one hand's coming down to push that leg down as soon as that's happening this part's open i'm fucking taking cracks left right and center so i need to be making that action fast and going back up but Darren wasn't doing enough of that. And you can understand why the power from Brunson, especially as a elite level wrestler, being able to drop bombs and that top pressure is just fucking phenomenal. But you think I need to play this a bit more smarter. Darren Till did. He, he was able to defend that two takedowns in a row. But then when uh, Brunson's corner shouted, basically switched it to the singles, perfect advice. He, he somewhat switched it, making Darren Till think, shit, he's switching it up here. What do I do? And... Uh, uh, Again, he he has got skills off his back. He knows how to do submissions. He knows how to he knows how to grapple. But for some reason, over the last couple of years, even in the, the going back to the Woodley fight when he lost via that arm triangle, weren't it? Something. He it always seems his weakness. He's on the ground yeah. with submissions to someone who not only has got Tom Aspinall, who's one of his probably his main training partners, who's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's got all these coaches, and he's been in Brazil for X amount of years, and he just seems to only thing he knows how to do is somewhat play it safe when it comes to the ground, either, either somewhat find that wait for that point where he can get back up. Luckily enough, he found one that were it the one, and that's lucky against an elite level wrestler. Usually, you get nothing, uh, and then if not, the the same thing that he did when he, he, he refereeing the fight, Dean. Yeah. Where he, he said to her, Dean, Is he not, is this not getting stood up? Because it's in activity. It's like he had the other day, he had that side control. you he, 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 He's one of the most dominant positions you can be in. A lot of people think mount is, but side control and half guard's actually a, a hell of a lot better. You're controlling the bottom and the, and the top half of the body rather than just sitting on the yeah. sitting on the hips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in, in this sense, Derek Brunson just absolutely schooled Darren Till when it came to the mix part of the martial arts. And,
1: and the issue is that this is Till's 23rd, I think, MMA fight, 11th in the UFC. He's had this issue since day one. Uh, now, it, it seems to be that the the kind of almost old school uh, UFC style where you have one facet of, of MMA that you're good in, so you just stick to that and you don't learn any more. Uh, but when you get to the top level, you struggle. Uh, mm-hmm. and what you what you should do is be uh, you should be more proficient in those areas, knowing that you're good on your feet, knowing you're good at striking, pr- train more in your wrestling, so at least you're a little bit competent in it. Till doesn't seem it life, to be worse at wrestling now
2: than he was when he first went to UFC. That's it, I believe. If I was to put money on it now, again, he, uh, I, I don't want to shit on Darren, so yeah, he's, we love he, it, it. It, yeah decent guy but I think it, 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 the way he performed last night the way he performed just fucking not long ago do you not think it somewhat looked like he worked a hell of a lot more on his stand-up than he did his wrestling because he was probably predicting that I'm probably going to run through Brunson that's and like straight exactly away and get the title problem. shot that's against. again exactly because yeah. he knows Izzy's not going to take him down he knows he's just going to try and stand up and kickbox because mm-hmm. that's what Izzy does and do you think that's somewhat come back and bit him on the arse?
1: Yeah, it's that's exactly what his plan was. His plan was, I'm not gonna focus on wrestling because I intend to knock him out in the first round. Mm. And when that didn't happen, he attempted the same thing in the second round. And when that didn't happen, he had nothing. And and Brunson had control on the floor. I mean, the guy had he had 76 to one shots whilst on the and
2: floor. And not, not only that, he even if it were to stay on the feet. Brunson were getting Brunson were getting closer and closer with them shots, and he was he was doing well to somewhat. Uh, I wouldn't say de, I wouldn't say dodging because he didn't, but deflect the shots from Darren Till Because even though they looked like heavy shots that was hitting him, he looks can be deceiving. When you're throwing back and throwing your shoulder up, you can somewhat get a graze in the glove. So. It might look like he's hitting you, it's just some slight twitching you. So you are uh, not really not that. Right?
1: it was his lead eye that uh it was Till's leader that was damaged. So and was, that was his more efficient art. Yeah. Uh and then when he was throwing the big shots, he was off balance a lot. It was uh it was he was overreaching, and that that gave Brumson the option to to slip the shot and get the takedown. down. And he did that over and over again. And even when he was up at, uh when Till was using his weight to to kind of bully uh Brumson up against the cage. All Brunson did was slip down, uh, get the double leg, and 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 get uh, Till away from the, the cage and onto the middle of the floor where it w- it was like it was like a fish in a boat. Just That's it. M- Once, nothing they could do. Flapping yeah. about.
2: Once you've got someone up against up against the octagon, and this is again up up north. When when Bispen were on about, we don't have a lot of em- and you know, I'm gonna get something out here. I'm starting to get pissed off with Bispin. I respect him, but. Motherfucker's been living in California now for somewhat so long. He haven't got a he hasn't got a fucking clue. He has honestly, he hasn't got a clue. I love him, but he hasn't got a fucking clue. We haven't got any wrestlers. Yes, we fucking have. Just because it, it doesn't get shown. You go, Team Corbin have got brilliant wrestlers. You go down to Leon Edwards Gym down in Birmingham, fucking fantastic wrestlers. You go down to London shoot fighters in London, fantastic wrestlers. You go down to you go to Rob Sinclair's gym. Rob Sinclair, who, who who should have been in the UFC. Let's be real, if we if we want to talk about it, and um, we know why he didn't. But yeah, he there's there, there, there's some there is absolutely class wrestlers in, in in the UK. It's just they need again going on to that exposure. That's what they just need. They need that exposure. They need more to show exactly what Conor Hitchens, who. At this point, I think he's going on to Germany at some point. People need to start getting behind him because he's a fucking all-round package. He's got he's got personality, he's got charisma, and he's got fighting style. He'll finish a motherfucker on the floor and on the feet. He don't mind fighting in his own back garden and flying to Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the second time during COVID where he's gone to Germany to fight. It's people like him who, who need to be looked at and people need to be signed. And, yeah, it's... We, we we've got we've got wrestlers in the UK, especially up north. We've got a hell of a lot of wrestlers in Black Knights alone. We're, we've got decent wrestlers. Sambo up here is he's is looked at that. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, we might not, not do American wrestling.
1: Sambo wrestles up in the
2: in the northwest. Yeah, we might not do American wrestling, but when it comes to Sambo, a lot of people might not know it, but Khabib's wrestling. Yeah, it's fucking massive in the northwest of mm-hmm. England. So yeah, I respect this, but. You're chatting shit when it comes about that
1: <laughs> and on that note uh let's let's end the stream um thank you all for for watching along we uh we really do appreciate it carl's had a, a rough time with scheduling uh in terms of work and units so it's a very rare uh rare for him to be able to to do this but hopefully we'll be able to get that sorted soon and, and get back onto an even keel but uh, you can uh you can uh, follow the rest of the, the networks and, and listen to their um, amazing content over on Chair Shot, over on Visionary Global Media, and over here on Radio Techers. Uh, follow Carlos on Twitter at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow me at Padfather Mags. And uh, that is the end.
2: Adios, amigos.
0: The ChairShot.com always Use your head.